Breaking news. No, I will not do my news. Not you. Oh, yay. One of our. Hey, it goes off, but it's not me for once. I was going to say, that's a new record. At the time, we, you know, we, we are taping these shows. Um, we did get an email this afternoon from Sean Sear. Yay. Over at PCTV and WTBR. Hi, guys. That as of June 1st, people will be allowed back into the WTBR studios, and, and we were told that we can come back into the WTBR studios. However, however, there are restrictions. Well, it's not about restrictions. It's about we have enough interviews taped ahead. Um, we're gonna do the rest of June at home. Yes. We agreed to that. Out of out of respect for the crew. Yes, we did agree um, to that. July first, we will make our way back to WTBR, and we will be live again. Yay. And you people on PCTV who hasn't saw, who hasn't been able to see us in the past two months will. Oh no, people will be able to get see my to, ugly face again. Get to see us again. Um, I think this is this is good. Give give things a little bit more time to cool down. We yeah, have enough people. interviews stacked up. We got yeah. Rhea, Rhea Jermaine coming on today. Yeah. Next week will be Riley okay, Hollingsworth uh, with the VM program. Um, hey. We got Greg coming on, who's a TC for Western um, Massachusetts. And yeah. the last show in June, um, Matt Tucker. Yes. From PCTV and WTBR will be here to talk to us. So yes. we're going to hang out here. Um, we will finish our shows for the next month here at home. Yep. And we will return live um, July 1st back at the WTBR studios. Yeah, but studios. I don't want to break the camera with my face. The, uh, the Beatles show um, will, for a while be taped a while at home um we'll still do the beatles show at home and send and bring that into the studios when we go back with go back uh in um I, 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 it's not that i'm not in a rush to get back to the show being live it's out of respect for the cast and crew yeah, over at wtbr yeah. sean sear jody spielman bob heck david cachet matt tucker sure. david wyatt Jeff Valencia, um, and give them give things more chances to cool down as far as COVID nineteen. So be prepared, Berkshire County. For we what? will be we will be back live July first um, back into the studio. We'll make this a, a more as 
as we go on. Yes. Um, you have news. Ah, yes, 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 I do. Uh, which one do you want first? You want local? I, I don't care. You don't care. Um, pre, uh, pre, English. The pre-hurricane season exercises carried out on May 16 for radio amateurs and the National Weather Service, National Weather Service in Southeast USA. The scenario was played out as a Category 3 and Category 4 storm making landfall at Panama, at Panama City on Florida's Panhandle and moving through Alabama and Georgia to Tallahassee. Um, National Weather Service officer as amateur radio operators for weather and storm damage reports. Exercise nets opened on, a, on HF and on a VHF for Peter A. HF turned out to be a disappointment, ooh, unfortunately, with stations using WinLink for reporting station, stations, weather uh, observers were some, observations were submitted to the National Weather Service via the nets using the NSW, NS, N, WS chat U, uh, utility. So they seem to do they seem to do pretty good, except for HF, which turned out to be a big old mess. So that 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 didn't help out much. Okay, the Boston Athletic Association has announced that the 124th Boston Marathon will be held as a virtual event. Following Boston's Mayor Martin Walsh's cancellation of the marathon as a mass participation road running event due to the COVID-19 pandemic, all participants who were originally registered for the April 20th, 2020 event will be offered a refund for their full entry fee associated with the race and will have the opportunity to participate in the virtual Boston Marathon, which can be run anytime between September 7th through the 14th. The BAA will offer a series of virtual events and activities throughout September's Marathon Week to bring the Boston Marathon experience to the world. This will include exclusive panel discussions, champions interviews, and a downloadable toolkit with signature race elements. Participants in the virtual 2020 Boston Marathon will be required to complete the 26.2 mile distance within six hours and provide proof of timing. All finishers of the virtual race will receive an official Boston Marathon program, participant t-shirt, medal, and runner's bib. For more information and FAQs, visit the website at https www.baa.org backslash 124th Boston Marathon to be held virtually. And, and with the pandemic winding down things opening up people um getting back to work we still need to always put out our plea to the berkshire for the berkshire humane society one sec guys uh guys of course it's not just I'm asking because of the pandemic. I'm asking as a person who loves animals and really would like to um, see aid go to our local shelters. Um, if you have the, if you have the money or the funds or the means, please think about donating to the Berkshire Humane Society. And they're not only looking for food, they're looking for food, they're looking for litter, they're looking for bedding, um, pellets for small animals, bedding for small animals, um, hay for small animals. You know, it's not just doggies and kitties, it's also ferrets, it's rabbits, guinea pigs, um, birds. 
And, and as always, tell me you heard it here on Hamon. Yes, um, so, tell me you heard it here on Hamon. You should give out um, the phone number. You can go ahead and call at 413-447-7878 and tell them you have donations for the um, pet pantry. If you need assistance from them for the pet pantry, call them at the same number and let them know that you're looking for assistance and they will help you for six months and also they will help you six months after the pandemic. This is not just for the pandemic guys. They um they do do um the pet food pantry to help out those that have um low income and are struggling to help. <laughs> and if you can hear our cute little parakeet in the back. Thank you for the assistance Leia. <laughs> and, and, and um all the summer events up in North Adams have been canceled um, for, for the summer, so just so you know. As well as Tanglewood's been canceled. Um, mm, the July 4th yes. parade here in Pittsfield has been canceled because it's just yeah. too late to get the bands together now and all this stuff. And we're just we're waiting on the uh, Fall Foliage Parade to see if that's still a go. What have you got? You got local? I got um, some local. Some local. And apparently Leia wants to be heard today. Um, hey, that's not? the official WTTBR ham on bird. Oh, that's our spokes parakeet. That's our spokes parakeet. <laughs> Who decides to laugh? Silly thing. Hey, while you're looking at um, your thing, ARRL seeks clarification on the amended amateur service RF safety rules. ARRL has filed a petition for clarification addressing two issues arising from the amended FCC. RF safety rules that will go into effect on June 1st for the amateur service and other FCC regulated services. Licenses will have licenses of two years to determine if the RF safety evaluation is now required under the new rules and to perform an evaluation and implement any needed mitigation measures. Current rules already require amateur stations to meet RF exposure limits, but more radio amateurs will have to evaluate their stations under the new rules, the revised final rules adopted last November appeared in the April 1st edition of the Federal Registry. For applicants and licensees in the amateur radio service, we substitute our general exemption criteria for the specific exemption from routine evaluation based on power alone in 97.13 and specify the use of occupational control limits for amateurs where appropriate. The FCC said while Radio amateurs have always had a, to comply with RF exposure limits. Certain stations have been exempted from having to conduct evaluations based upon power and frequency. And we're going to have Rita, Rhea Germain on um, in the bottom of the hour, and we will ask her about that, and maybe she can expand on that. Um, before we go over to Jesse's local news, a couple of points. Um, I am still looking for NCS for Cycle 2 of the Western Mass Traffic Net. If you, which is at 4.30 p.m. We have two nets at 1 p.m. and at 4.30 p.m. If you'd like to be an NCS for Cycle 2 of the Western Mass Traffic Net, you can get a hold of me at kd2jkv at arrl.net. Also, on, on some good news, the field day, um, the No Bark Field Day is a go. We are um, getting set up, and we have a couple things we're looking for. Um, if anybody has a generator or two that we can borrow for a field day um, let us know let me know kd2jkvarrl.net and also uh, anybody wants to come up and operate during field day we'll have a couple of radios it'll be all social distance the radios will be six feet apart we're only going to let seven or eight people in at a time into the uh, field um, and uh, we'll be able to social distance and, and please and please bring a mask with you um, just in case, but it's better to have it. But I think we'll be able to keep social distance and all that. Um, better to have it and not need it, and need it and not have it. Right, and and remember, we're looking for um, anybody that can help us out with a generator or two to use up at field day. Uh, local news. Da -da 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 -da. Local news. The Pittsfield Police Department of Officers Union IP 
IBPO local four, uh, 44.7 will start its spring fundraiser, well, going into summer fundraiser, campaign, which runs through July 23rd. The union says it understands that the COVID, pan uh, the COVID pandemic may be causing financial hardships, but it also means charitable giving is as important and is important now as ever. Uh, fun, uh, fundraisers for the years past has allowed the union to continue the IBPO local uh, 44-7 membership scholar, uh, memorial scholarship program that awards scholarships to those from the area who will be attending college. It also helps with some of the financial burden of college tuition, room, and board and said materials. The union also donates some money <clears throat> to community organizations, uh, high school arts and music programs, um, Special Olympic events, and sponsors uh, youth sports and events. Residents should be aware that employees that employees from the fundraising company TCI America Incorporated will be conduct will be contacting businesses and residents soliciting for donations. At no time will any officers or members of the Pittsfield Police Department be will be contacting residents asking for donations. Uh, due to due to the concerns of the COVID-19 and an attempt to maintain social distancing, employees from TCI America Incorporated will schedule appointments with businesses and residents to collect their donations. So if they do show up, please try to help them as much as you can. Thank you. Impressive. Almost impressive. With a great focus on social distancing and not holding large social gatherings, we are officially postponing HamCon Colorado 2020 until 2021. We'll realize oh, wow. that, uh, that there are lots of concerns from our attendees and we want to make sure that we can have an event that everyone will be comfortable in attending. The new convention date will be announced at a future date when preparations are made for the venue. As of Tuesday, May 19th, we are in official negotiations with our venue to return our funds on deposit for the HamCon Colorado 2020 convention. Once the venue returns our funds, we will be promptly returning our registrant funds via PayPal if the registration was done in the last 180 days, less the small fees that PayPal retains. If the registration was done outside of 180 days, we will be sending a live check to you. It's a live check. It's a dead check. <laughs> we apologize for the late date of postponement, but we want to make sure you're safe. We're looking forward to 2021 already, and our committee is already engaged on making the 2021 convention even better than 2020. Stay tuned for more information. Thank you. For your interest in HamCon Colorado, sincerely, John Maxwell, W0VG, HamCon Colorado 2020 <coughs> Chairman. And if any people, any of the listeners that are listening have any events or any announcements that they would like to put on HamOn, um, just drop them to me at kd2jkv at arrl.net and we will uh, get, them on the, uh, get them on the air. Also, uh, to remind you that the Central Mass Amateur Radio Association's Breakfast Club is still up and running on the w, uh, W1BIM repeater system every day at 9 a.m. local, as well as on 80 meters on 3982 kilohertz at 10 a.m. local. Uh, the purpose of the Breakfast Net is twofold. First is to reach out to all the hands in the area and keep us socially connected during these times of physical isolation during the COVID-19 pandemic and enjoy some easygoing conversation. The second is to check in and see if anybody needs help during these times with special attention towards older folks 
who are at more risk from the virus. In many cases, the net arranges for others that are already going to be out and about to help get groceries or other supplies and deliver them to those more at risk. All are welcome to check in on either the repeater or the HF versions of the nets. What you got? You got more? Uh, she got more. I have a announcement. Ham uh, Exposition um, decided to postpone their convention to the week of November 6th through the 8th. So if anybody's thinking about doing that, it will be November 6th through the 8th. They postponed it for their July, so there you go, guys. So while we still got some time, and I don't know why every time I put my phone down on this desk, it reboots, but um, <laughs> it does. It's like the fourth time today. Um, I, what, I don't what, know. What, what, I hope your battery isn't dying. It's not battery's charged. It's just every time I put it down on here, it reboots. It's kind of uh, weird. So what do you think... Um, about us heading back to the old stomping grounds there at WTBR. Uh, I miss doing, I, I do miss doing this in front of, you know, the cameras and being in the studio. However, I really, really, really don't want to ruin people's TV my face. I think they've gotten used to you by now. you have uh, any more news? Or? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Social distancing exam sessions demonstrate pent-up demand for testing. A recent in-person social distancing amateur radio exam session in Indiana and a drive-in session in California are representative of those that are reliving some of the pent-up demand for testing. As the COVID-19 pandemic lumbers on, in-person exam sessions have begun to resume across the U.S. and elsewhere in the world. With in-person sessions starting up again around the country, we are hearing the same story from volunteer examiner teams everywhere, said ARRL Volunteer Examiner Coordinator Maria Soma, AB1FM. Large numbers of candidates who have been waiting to test are contacting teams and are thankful for the opportunity to sit for an exam. So far, we've heard mostly positive results. Candidates are very prepared as they've had extra time to study. VE teams and candidates are following CDC and state guidelines for social distancing. Anderson, Indiana, Repeater Club VE team liaison Steve Riley, WA9CWE, told ARRL earlier this month that his club has been conducting test sessions every month since 2011, typically serving four or five candidates each session. But the May 19th session attracted 14 individuals. We are unable to test in April, but we are able to get back in for the May session, Riley said. Several candidates were from central Indiana, and we had a fellow drive down from Chicago, a couple from the Dayton, Ohio area, and also from Fort Wayne, Indiana. The team limited participation until it could conduct a trial run. VEs and examinees alike wore face masks, and the test room was configured to accommodate the necessary spacing between individuals. We questioned everyone entering with the usual health questions, he added. Our VE paperwork became a serial flow for grading instead of our prior huddle of the three VEs over the answer sheet, Riley recounted. As a result, things were a bit slower than in the post in the past. The tables, pencils, and pens were all disinfected. The result for the sessions was two 11 new radio amateurs and three upgrades. All went well, although we identified a couple improvements in paperwork flow for next month's test, Riley added. There is a quite a pent-up demand for new amateur licensees and upgrades as a result of the number of test sessions that could have been canceled, he continued. I hope that as sessions resume, they have the success that we had Riley said he's already been contacted by six people who plan to sit for the exam in June. In California, VE Larry Loomer, KI6LNB, told ARRLVEC that his team conducted a successful drive-in license testing, testing session on May 16th. The Concord Bay Area Rapid Transit Station 
and we are encouraged to try it again, especially since we have 17 candidates to test on June 6, he said. Loomer explains that candidates fill out their paperwork in their cars. I have circled in pencil all of the boxes on Form 605 and the answer sheet and the CSCE uh, certificate of successful completion of exam that the candidates need to fill in to minimize the face-to-face -face time. Our paperwork is completed. Candidates take the test booklet and answer sheet on a clipboard and sit in a chair in front of their cars, taking the test in front of the VEs. Completed tests go into a box on the VE table and candidates back their cars into a holding area to let other cars park by the testing chairs. Once a test is scored and signed, the CSCE goes to the waiting candidate who then may drive away. I'm seeing videos of remote test sessions and they still look labor intensive to me. Loomer said we are sticking with the drive-in format for the present time. ARRL VEC manager Maria Soma AB1FM said our VE teams are doing a great job. I'm impressed with their attention to safety, their professionalism, and their innovative tactics. And we're hoping that we actually get um, a VE test set up here real soon since things are winding down. I'm going to have to have a talk with the uh, volunteer uh, coordinator here mm -hmm. um, for No Bark and see if we can't get something on, on the ball. So coming up in, in a few minutes here, we're going to have Rhea Germain on again for her second time. Yeah. Who will be giving us updates and probably going to talk about the VE sessions and giving us updates from the ARRL and um, all, these other, all, all these other good things that are, that are going on. So just, just a reminder before we go to the break that... Um, we will be back in the studio, back on our regular Ham On live broadcast, July 1st. <laughs> You'll be able to, to see us after two months of not seeing us. Yep. And um, we'll, keep really you, we'll keep you updated on that. So when we come back from the break, we will have Rhea Germain. This is Peter and Jessica on Ham On, and we will be back in just a little bit. You have chosen... Wisely. W-D-B-R There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. This is the Goodwill Industries of the Berkshires and Southern Vermont. Our mission is to help our community members with barriers to employment, attain independence and self-sufficiency, gain confidence and enhance quality of life, all through vocational, educational work, training, and support services. You can contact Goodwill at 413-442-0061 or go to our website at www.goodwill-berkshires.com. Wireless. You hear that word used a lot today. We have wireless telephones, wireless internet systems, wireless microphones. What it actually means is that they are radios. And who knows more about radios than amateur radio operators? Call them amateurs or call them hams. They know the modern wireless world. They helped create it. You've never heard of the Millennium Falk? Should I have? It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. America's quiet warriors are the legion of ham radio operators. 700,000 of them who are always at ready for backup duty in emergencies. Amateur, unpaid, uncelebrated civilian radio operators during and after floods and fires and tornadoes, after the 911 attacks, hams were indispensable in reuniting families. Most recently, it was they who expedited the search for debris after the disaster to the Space Shuttle Columbia. And right now, at this moment, they are involved in homeland security to a greater degree than you would want me to make public. 
And we are back, WTBR-FM with him on. Yay. Once again, on the phone, she's becoming a staple on the show, is Rhea. I'm not even going to attempt the last names, I keep hacking it. But uh, <laughs> can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you very well. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. And she is the Hudson District Director for the ARRL. Last time we were here, or she was here, it was when the height of the... Uh, pandemic and everything was closing down now things winding down um do we have any new updates any good stuff anything coming from the league so there there is a lot of good stuff um i think we're cautiously looking uh, like you said we're cautiously looking at, at least at returning to some sort of normal and um part of that is that um Headquarters will, you know, is in preparation to to basically bring people back into the building. I can't give specifics, but, you know, they're preparing to have staff come in there and it's going to be on a phase basis and people are going to, um, you know, be able to work in the building again. But, you know, I don't have any dates. I don't have any timelines. I mean, it's just that we're looking forward to when Connecticut lifts or eases its executive order. Yeah, and a lot of the executive, a lot of the things are lifting. We can actually do our field day here um, in Massachusetts yeah. there because groups under 10 and all this good stuff. Um, there's a couple of things I mentioned at the top of the show that maybe you could shed light on. Um, huh? One of them is where the ARRL is seeking clarification of the amended amateur service RF safety rules. And I've been getting a lot of emails on that that they're not quite understanding what all this means, and maybe you can shed some light and elaborate on what the uh, FCC is trying to do. Sure. So, um, all right. So, as you know, the AWR, not the AWRL, the FCC has rules to address the minimal, minimum, <coughs> excuse me, minimum permitted exposure of. Um, users of wireless spectrum or human beings in general to radio frequency waves, right? Radio frequency waves can actually cause harm, but mostly it's heating. It's not like radiation where it's ionizing and it'll cause cancer and stuff like that, at least so far. Um, I don't want to spur on the 5G people that are going to break down ham towers and stuff. But um, the so there, there, there are a few concerns. The first concern really was, um, uh, <coughs> excuse me, some of the requirements might negatively impact amateur radio. So in general, um, amateur radio operators rely on uh, transmitter manufacturers to give them specs of um, what the uh, exposure would be. And then there is also a calculation. This is on the test, by the way. So you can calculate how much your exposure is to RF. And that's in the regulations. And previously, HAMS just had to self-certify and say, yeah, I'm in compliance with the rules. Now, um, there actually might have to be some tests um, based on what our attorney has been telling us. The FCC is tightening up the rules and it is now um, going to require amateurs to have tests. In particular, um, so the commission has rules based on something called specific absorption rate, right? And um, the amateurs really, they have like a table of values that they, they use when conducting evaluations, but there there is a notable exception. So as you know, amateurs gained recently one very low down in frequency, 630 meters and 2200 meters and stations that also it also affects um handhelds so you know you have your your handy talking so the AWR is really seeking clarification because those are not quite clear like the ones that affect 2200 meters specifically and also that affect handheld um radios so you know that that's basically it in a nutshell and um, David Sadal has, has done the attorney K3ZJ. He has done a filing to the FCC for clarification. So hopefully they'll get back to us. You know, we want to make this so that it's not as burdensome to radio amateurs. It's not, it's not more burdensome than it needs to be. You, you follow what I'm saying? 
Yeah, so um, it's not like us on HF in that we have to do our evaluation. I think it's once every two years or something. But this is this is not so much for the regular HF operators as um, somebody up in the satellite or the, the uh, microwave frequency side. Well, so this is so actually no, it's a lot lower than that. It's even lower than HF is one of the the, the contentions. There is really you know exceptions to that. Um, but the other big thing really is handheld radios were exempt, and now they're not exempt. They're not exempt. So, uh, well, actually, they would not be exempt. So this this kind of is concerning to us. So we want to clarify and make sure that we can um, uh, we can we can continue to use those because even though, like with a handheld radio, you have exposure exceeding the limit. Even, sorry. Um, uh, let me rephrase that. So. Basically, what um, our attorney has is, is, is been asking about is that portable devices can be used within 20 centimeters of the body. However, the table in the rules um, says that it cannot be used for human exposure within 20 centimeters, even though meeting the MPE limit. So that'll kind of make it impossible to use a handheld radio. Because, you know, you're not holding a handheld radio at arm's length or, you know, midway arm's length, which is 20 centimeters. Sometimes you have it close up to you. You know, I mean, I use mine with a speaker mic just because for convenience, but that also helps keep some of the RF away from my brain. But, um, you know, some people, they just, you know, they have the radio close to them. They have a cell phone close to them, and this really doesn't seem to affect them all that much. So that, that's what we're seeking to clarify, and we're trying to, to see how best we could make this uh, minimally burdensome while still achieving the goals of protecting health and safety of, of the amateur radio community. Yeah, um, so, yeah, uh, because those of us who work at Aries and public safety, uh, public service, uh, you know, doing the, the races or the walkathons or whatever, we don't hold our radios like you said, at arm's length, we're, we're up close, especially when we have speakers and stuff behind us. Um, and hopefully the commission will understand that we have to go through all that. And we can't use those radios. It's going to cut down what we can do, you know, in public service and, and with Aries. Yeah, so, you know, th there's a general um, feeling that how the FCC rules are very conservative, I mean, how they take a, an excessive amount of caution so if they could probably clarify that and, and probably reinstate the, the exemption, that might um, help us a lot. So that, you know, we're, we're hoping that we could do that because we, uh, to be honest, I mean, this is my opinion, that you use these radios close to your body, but you transmit for a short time. You're not going on like a broadcast transmitter for like, you know, hours on end. Use it for a short, for short bursts. And generally... Um, you have no choice a lot of times but to keep it close to your body. So there's really, there's really, you know, something has to give. And, and the, other, the other point, the other thing I want to bring up on a separate note is um, since we're on podcast and, and we get a lot of emails, the rules the FDARR is putting out about VE sessions and how to do them, how not to do them, and it's your choice on how to do them. Have they come up with a set? function on until everything is phase four opened and we can get back to somewhat normal how the league or the FCC or anybody wants us to do VE sessions. I know some uh, clubs have done it, the, are still doing it the old fashioned way. Some clubs are doing it in parking lots, in cars, and some clubs are doing it online and there's a in fact, no bark. My VE team here is looking to, to try to find how to do it online because we've been holding people off since well since last time you were on the show in march so um is there like one set of rules now that the league is going by saying this is how you do it if it's online or and if it's online how are we doing it online so before i give you a full answer am i allowed to plug the the awrl hudson division youtube channel <laughs> you are you are allowed to plug anything you wish to plug Okay, so I will tell you, I did a video update, which I'm going to send you via um, your favorite chat program, probably Skype or Facebook. And I explain how 
it's um, how the remote VE sessions are going. But I'll explain here too. So the ARRL has had, uh, basically they've been working with the community. They've been working with New England Amateur Radio in particular. And they've also been working with um, a group of hams in Hawaii to develop remote testing procedures. And it's, it's actually gone quite good. So there are two methods in use, but they share a common theme. The common theme is that the sessions must have two cameras on the candidate. So one, one camera looks at what the candidate is doing on their computer, right? The other camera looks in the room to see what else is in the room. You know, if somebody's coming in to prompt them, you know, to give them answers and stuff, stuff like that. And there are also a, there's also a prerequisite to sweep the room and the room must be also swept on demand, meaning that you take the camera and you sweep it around. If the, um, the examiner suspects something is up or maybe just at random. So this is common to both methods. The difference is that the method there, one of the methods in use in this division by the Columbia University Amateur Radio Club VE team, I used to do VE sessions with them. I used to be one of their VEs and they're a very well-oiled machine. They use a website called Exam Tools. And Exam Tools is made by, I think it's the, um, um, one of these ham learning sites. I forgot the name, might be ham test online or something, but um, examtools.org. So you go and you take the exam online on a computer and that works well. The Hawaii group, Still does the Zoom, like I mentioned, but they actually email the candidate a PDF during the exam. They print it out, they do the exam on paper, on camera, then they rescan it and then send it back in. And um, they would, you know, they would then grade it on the spot and then issue the CSE and the pass or fail. And um, it would, you know, that that generally is how the whole thing goes down. At the end of the session. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, the exam tools method, they basically accept payment beforehand. You pay your fee online using PayPal or Venmo or one of those things. And then the Hawaii group, I believe they accept PayPal, but they also have you write a check and submit all the paperwork in the, um, in an envelope to them via mail as well. You know, so they scan it and send it and they also get via mail. AWRL is accepting paperwork electronically on a limited basis for teams that make that arrangement with them. So if a team is interested in this method, they get everything together and then they work with the VEC department to accept their paperwork. And it's, it's been working really well. I've, you know, Columbia University, like I said, they've been doing a lot of VE sessions. The Hawaii group, I've sat in on their sessions. They're very professional. And any club that wants to adopt either of these two methods, I can hook them up. So, you know, just let me know. Well, yeah, you took, you actually took one of my questions away because I was going to ask you because I know because <laughs> I follow you so much on Facebook and you actually said something about you were doing something on YouTube for somebody. And I think you took that question away. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but um, is there anything new going on as far as Aries and Aries Connect? I know because I, I, I'm bringing all this stuff up because Western Mass, we're trying to get Aries back in. And my SEC is having a very lot of problems trying to utilize Aries Connect the right way. So there is, yes. So um, by the way, the part about YouTube is basically, you know, me setting up the Division YouTube channel and filming stuff. I do other YouTube things. I actually do YouTube for my church. I um, live stream their their services every weekend. So um, the um, the Aries Connect, yes, that is being looked at with an eye to improvement, you know, collecting feedback and improvement. But we're actually in the process of hiring a director of emergency communications services at AWRL, um, emergency management director at AWRL, and this person will oversee all of Aries. So. Hopefully, if we get this person hired soon, um, help will be on the way, and and this person will help us, you know, greatly improve the whole Aries machine, so to speak. And of course, things we ask, we want we want to make sure this person works well with the local Aries as well as has national experience with incident command and all the FEMA standards and all of that stuff, and Oxcom too. Yeah, because we are. 
like I said, my SEC is going crazy. He's done a ton of YouTube videos and looked through a ton, ton of YouTube videos trying to figure out how to make Aries Connect work. Um, any any other things going on that we don't know about yet from uh, the league or from the division? Anything that you want to put out? So, I mean, the CEO selection process, that is ongoing. I can't go into specifics, obviously, but they're interviewing candidates and we're, they're going to provide three of them for us to vote on at the July board meeting. At this point, it looks like the July board meeting might end up being virtual because of um, just because of air travel. It's kind of hard to get everybody to travel. We, we might look at other alternatives as well to have an in-person meeting. But um, as of now, we, we don't know what's going on. We, we need to have a meeting, but we don't know, one, if it's going to actually happen in July, or two, what form it's going to take. The other things we're, we're looking at, um, you know that QEX and NCJ are now free of charge. I might have mentioned that. Not free of charge, but they're included for ARRL members. QEX is a little more technical magazine. And it has a lot of interesting deep dive technical, really, you know, hardcore stuff. NCJ is a national contest journal and the national contest journal lists all the news and tips and tricks about contesting. There are other things going on. As you're near to New York, have you heard about the K2 Heroes special event? Uh, no, I haven't actually. So the, the Great South, South Bay Amateur, Amateur Radio Club, Club is putting on a, an event called Kilo 2 Heroes. So they're K2H. They are, if you look them up in QRZ, you can see exactly what they're about. They are trying to activate all of New York's counties with the K2H, and they're specifically looking as well for people who are on the front lines of COVID-19. So you have doctors, nurses, EMTs, you know, police, firefighter, and stuff like that who might have stories to tell and talk about it on, on, on the air. Or, you know, anybody else just make a contact and, and honor these people who are really doing, you know, uh, going above and beyond and putting themselves at tremendous risk for us. So the reason I, I talk about it is because there are a list of counties that are in need of activation. And um, I could give you like a short list of them. And uh, so I sent out actually a, a list to the division this morning. So we have these counties that need to be activated. Allegheny, Rockland, Broome, um, Schuler, Cataraugus, uh, I hope I pronounced that correct, Seneca, Chautauqua, Steuben, Chemung, Tioga, Ontario, and Yates County in New York. Then you have a few others that are listed as operators. They haven't submitted a log, so we don't know if they have activity yet. That's um, Chenango, Hamilton, Jefferson, Putnam, Tompkins, Wayne, and Wyoming. I did actually send out a note to the section managers and the director of the Atlantic Division as well, because some of these counties are in the Atlantic Division, to see if they could rustle up some operators. But um, the only you know thing is that you must be in the county to operate. You can use any mode. You can use repeaters. You can use HF. You can use FT8. You can use Echolink. You can use satellites, anything you want. So if you want to get in on this, contact K to H that's kilo to hotel heroes at gmail.com and Lou NO2C who is basically managing the event. He'll get you set up. So it's a great event. The other event we're planning is the W2I stroke stay home. So a lot of countries, including Canada and, and um, some countries in Europe have had their national prefix and I stay home. And that has been, you know, some, Thing to keep people from getting bored and you know having them uh, get on the radio. Uh, Adrian um, Superka K08SCA, he has helped organize this event, and I'm going to be one of the operators. And there are several other operators. There are several young operators. I mean, they're like 20s, you know, in their 20s and 30s. But um, we we have some youth on this event activating some pretty big stations so they're going to be getting on w2i stroke stay home and that's going to start in june in the beginning of june so it's going to be real real nice you know we're going to have a lot of things and as a treat um 
Am I supposed to mention this? Yes. Adrian will also be activating for U1UN and possibly a special call sign from the UN. So look out for that. I don't know the details yet, um, but when it comes out, I will be I will let everybody know. And for the K2 heroes, um, do you have dates and times? So they're basically on 24 by 7. Um, they're on till the end of the month. So, um, with the last few minutes, because this this goes quickly when you come on, um, (laughs) tell us about the Division YouTube channel. Wow! So, I I actually put up a YouTube channel. I had, I streamed the, I put up the um, Division Cabinet meeting I held on Zoom, and, but now I'm going to be posting updates every couple weeks, you know, video updates. I'm going to try to vary it up a little bit. And then when we get back to not being so socially distant, I'm going to try to interview people. I'm going to have um, other, I'm going to talk to clubs and, and other ham radio celebrities, so to speak. But the other thing I'm doing is that clubs around the division have a lot of good content on their channels. They have tech talks, they have, you know, live streams of operating. And I'm going to put all these videos on the channel. I'm going to basically going to link them there. So it's one place to go that you can see clubs within the division and what they're doing in video. Some of them are really good. Um, Fairlawn Amateur Radio Club. They have a lot of technical talks, and they put them up on YouTube. So I'm going to be linking them a lot, too. And, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you've got a lot of good things, and I really – no Bark meetings go back face-to-face in September. And okay. I would really like you to come up here and talk to the No Bark Club about some of this stuff, because you got some beautiful stuff. He's like, always th- trying to get people for the No Bark Club. No, but <laughs> no, especially her, because she's got you know all these ideas she's got, and No Bark's just kind of being stagnant. Well, well you, you know, know what? what? I could come up. I'll ask um, Fred, because generally I have to give um, the director the courtesy when I come to talk at the club in that division, but I'll do that, uh, sure. Um, as long as there are no restrictions, as long as they're, you know, it's, it's wise and health permits that, because um, we don't know what's going to happen. But, yeah, sure. If all things being equal. My birthday is in September, too, you know. Oh, maybe she should get you back on for a special birthday show. <laughs> we'll see. I want an ICOM 705 for my birthday. I don't know. <laughs> okay, there, there it is. Anybody want to donate an ICOM 705 <laughs> to Rhea for her birthday? We'll get together with me. We'll hook up with Rhea, and we'll get this done. Um, we've got we've got about three or four minutes. This half hour goes by quick. Any other things that you uh, want to put out while you have the forum? Well, you know what? I want to tell people that amateur radio is apparently seeing a nice, great, great resurgence. Let's keep it up. When things reopen, don't just put amateur radio back in the closet, okay? Let amateur radio come out in its full glory and shine. We have a lot of things to do. We, we help in emergencies. But not only that, we're a community of friends. We're a community of people. And let's continue to have that going. You know, one of the things I absolutely loved was all these nets that had all these people. And you have people helping out, you know, um, the, the first responders and the seniors and telling them how they could get things done, too. And it's great. So I, I'm, I'm really hoping we can continue this. So let's, uh, well, we, get, we still got a couple of minutes, so let's go off the division director thing. What are, you, what are you doing personally during the fun that we're having with COVID-19? So um, uh, I'm working from home. Um, I don't know how long, but it's going to be pretty long, probably until the end of the year. Um, I do a lot of activity in my church because nobody can go to church. I, I go and I help them live stream the mass um, well, daily, the priest, he does it. And then on the Saturday afternoon, I go in and we have a crew of about four people and we go in and we bring cameras into the church and stream it online. And it's really nice. And, um, you know, I have my kids here trying to keep them schooled. And then we have everything else. And it's Memorial Day and we're cooking right now. So, so if anybody wants to, I, I, I do this, I know we've done this on the March show, but if anybody wants to get a hold of you for further information and other updates and stuff be, be, between next time I have you on the show, email addresses, websites. So, so n2rj at org. You can check out our YouTube channel at ARRL Hudson. If you look for ARRL Hudson in YouTube, and um, you can check out our website at Hudson. 
www.arrl.org. We're also on Facebook at ARRL Hudson. You can also check me on Twitter at Rhea Jaram. We have a, a division Twitter, but I haven't really been using it that much. Bad Rhea. I need to, to, to post some stuff on there too. But that one's also at ARRL Hudson. Hi, Rhea. Thanks again for being here. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank quick, you. quick half hour and uh, enjoy and hopefully we can get back to uh, together and actually in studio at some point in time and actually have you come up into studio and be live on television and all that good stuff. So, Rhea, thanks for being here. It's been Rhea. I'm not even going to attempt the last names. I keep hacking it, and I don't want to do that. Rhea hey, And to RJ, the Hudson Division Director for the ARRL, and we, we will be back in just a moment. WTBR. Okay, people, time to disperse. Party's over. Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. Folks, unfortunately, drug use is a driving factor for a lot of crime taking place in our city. The most prevalent crime being theft. Please, take the extra time to ensure that your belongings are safe inside your vehicle. Do not leave anything of value in plain sight. Hide your belongings. Place them in your trunk or take anything of value out of the vehicle. Always keep your vehicle locked. Don't make it easy for them. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. Over the coming weeks, WTBR's programming may be different from what you're used to. As our staff and members do our part to combat the spread of the COVID-19 virus, you may temporarily hear an increase in rerun programming, the audio quality of some shows might not be what you're used to, or your favorite show might go on hiatus, replaced by classic rock programming. Thank you for your patience and continued support, and helping us prove that everything we do at WTBR-FM is for the love of radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Wireless. You hear that word used a lot today. We have wireless telephones, wireless internet systems, wireless microphones. What it actually means is that they are radios. And who knows more about radios than amateur radio operators? Call them amateurs or call them hams. They know the modern wireless world. They helped create it. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. And welcome back to Ham on at WTVRF. And that was nice getting Rhea on. Yeah, I know. She's she's always a good guest to have on. She keeps us updated what's going on with the league. Uh, Next week, we'll just give you a little rundown here on the schedule. Next week, we will have Riley Hollingsworth on the show. He'll be talking about the VM... um, the uh, ODOO program to be the new VM program. And then we'll have our uh, technical coordinator, Greg, on on the 17th. And Rhea just sent me, so I'm going to put this out here, is uh, her YouTube channel, which is www.youtube.com channel uh, backslash UCBCV V3MYF Z D L G M C C L O R T H three A. I'll add that on to the podcast. And anyway, that wants the information for Ria's uh, uh, Hudson Division um, YouTube page can email me at kd2jkv.net. So the last couple of seconds, you put out your little plea really quick for. Uh, the kitty, the kitty, the uh, mo- or uh, Berkshire, Berkshire. <laughs> um, guys, I'm. I ask you, please. Um, during this time and even after all this virus, um, stuff going on, to please donate to the Berkshire Humane Society. Um, the kitties and puppies and bunnies and guinea pigs and everybody really needs your help with food 
Um, the donations help out needy families. Also, can you please go ahead and, if you can, get a hold of the Berkshire Humane Society at 413-447-7878 and tell them that you have donations um, for them. You know, you don't even have to donate money. Don't just donate animal, animal ish, you know, animal stuff. You know, the food, the litter, pellets for rabbits, hay, bedding, anything will be helpful. I mean, they really look for these donations and they really do need them. Please help our little firm, our little furry and feathery friends during this time of need. Thank you. And we will be back next week. This is Peter. This is Jessica. And you've been listening to Ham on the WTBR-FM. We will be back next week. Blow that piece of junk out of the sky!